Hello everybody, this is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to our festive Friday Shi'ur, where I want to give a little bit of uh, thought and insights to some sort of upcoming holiday. I think Hanukkah is coming up, so I'll start talking about that next week. But I would like to wrap up for now the series of classes I've been giving on Friday about Shabbos by talking about a very important part of Shabbos. It, in fact, defines the way that Shabbos is observed, and that is the topic of Shabbos foods. Whether you're Ashkenazi or Sephardi or Italian or any particular Jewish ethnicity, there, have al there has always been something known as Shabbos food. And what I mean is foods that are served on Shabbos, lekavod Shabbos, in honor of Shabbos, to enjoy Shabbos, and that there is a reason why these foods are eaten on Shabbos. Not that it's forbidden to eat these foods during the week, but there's something special about the laws of Shabbos, the observance of Shabbos, that make these foods special on Shabbos. I, of course, come from an Ashkenazi perspective, but this is true of all uh, Jewish ethnic perspectives as well. <clears throat> so I'll just give a few examples, and this will suffice for the shear. We know that one of the defining features of eating food is that food has to be cooked or edible, and that one of the activities that is forbidden on Shabbos is borer. One is not allowed to remove bad parts, spoiled parts from food, in order to eat the good parts. This is known as borer. So I just want to point out a few of the foods that we eat on Shabbos are eaten specifically because they conform to the observances of Shabbos. So for example, in the Ashkenazi world, there's a, been a well-known food for centuries now, referred to as gefilte fish. And the wisdom behind the recipe of gefilte fish is that the fish meat is ground up and the bones are either ground up together with the fish or the bones, bones are removed. And then the ground up fish meat, the way that it was done in Europe, the classical Ashkenazi recipe was of taking carp, pike, and whitefish and melding them together. And often it was re-stuffed into the skin of the fish, is how it was done in Europe, which is why it's called gefilte fish, filled fish skin. That has not been the practice for a good long while, but the, uh, the ground-up fish is then cooked or baked and then eaten. And this is done not only so that we can eat fish on Shabbos, which, as I mentioned in an earlier class, has value all in and of itself, but also the idea that one would not violate the rules of borer, of selecting and removing the bones from the fish. Kugel, I think, has some of the same, a similar logic, which is that unlike other foods where you have to separate uh, chaff and wheat and, and different particles, the kugel is basically a casserole where everything is melded together and made into a solid block of food. Some contend that it used to be round, which is why it was called kigul, which is like a circle, which is an interesting take on it, but I think that's just the Polish pronunciation. Kigul or kugel is a food that is considered so essential to Shabbos that they say that the Balatanya made a statement which is not fully understand even to this day, but I'll tell it to you because if nothing else, it's funny, even though I think there's great depth to it where he said that Kugel accomplishes what sh the Shofar and Rosh Hashanah accomplishes. 
And one of his Hasidim said, so then why don't we just eat kugel on Rosh Hashanah instead of blowing shofar? And the Balatanya said to have answered, that's exactly right. When Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos and we can't blow the shofar, at least we eat kugel. Now, what was meant by this, I don't know. I have been thinking about this for a few years now. When I come up with an answer, I'll share it with you. But one thing is clear is that he was not joking. And then the last thing I'll mention for today is, of course, the most important in terms of the laws of Shabbos, and that is cholent, known in the Hebrew-speaking world as chamin, which means a hot food. Cholent has to be prepared carefully because one is not allowed to cook on Shabbos, and so the food has to be put in the oven or on the stove or in today's crockpots before Shabbos begins. There are all sorts of halachos as to how cooked the food needs to be before Shabbos begins or to put it on a covered flame of some kind. The halachos are complex enough that there's no time to speak about it now, but I just want to leave you with the idea that the eating of cholent or hot food on Shabbos day has always been been seen as an, an essential component of how we understand the observance of Shabbos. Mainly the idea that while one is not allowed to cook on Shabbos, one is allowed to begin the cooking process on Friday, and then when keeping the various rules as to how to make sure that you don't end up cooking anything on Shabbos itself, the food, this hot food that is eaten on Shabbos day testifies to our, meaning to the Jewish people's, trust in the way that the rabbis have interpreted Shabbos, that it, that food that has been prepared ahead of time, meaning on Friday, may be eaten even though much of the cooking process took place on Shabbos itself. So the next time you have, even if it's something as simple as a cup of hot coffee taken from an urn on Shabbos, or when you eat, next time you have cholent, for Shabbos lunch, you can think before you eat, you are eating that cholent, that you are part of a long chain, millennia long, that has a specific understanding of the beauty and the kedusha of Shabbos, of enjoying Shabbos by eating hot foods. That's just the summary of a few items. Obviously, all of these can be extended into much longer shiurim and, and discussing the halachos. But for now, I just wanted to give everyone and myself that sense of appreciation of how we honor Shabbos, specifically through eating these Shabbos foods. I want to wish you all good Shabbos.